Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And welcome to it. It's Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm one of the few hosts uh, that are actually working today. A lot of people take the day off or the week off, but I'm here. I'm going to be off Monday, but uh, we got a lot of things to get to today. Target is on the is the target of our content today. What else? Oh yeah, massive plot by the uh, DHS, the FBI, and the IRS to censor conservative speech. Got a lot on that coming up. Got a little bit on the debt ceiling today because you know they're talking about well they're still trying to do the scare tactics. The Democrat Party still trying to do the scare tactics that the world is going to end. The sky is falling if the federal government defaults. Meanwhile, the federal government forced you and me into default left and right for years, including that COVID lock down thingy where you couldn't work and your businesses ended up going out of business. So uh, I don't think Americans are too terrified about that, to be quite honest. And I think that uh, if the Republicans will actually grow a pair, which they kind of seem to be doing, I don't want to hold my breath because you never know. They always let us down. But it looks like maybe the uh, the Republicans are kind of holding their ground, which would kind of make sense. You know why it makes sense? Because this is what CNN is reporting about Joe Biden and his presidency today with regard to polling for joe biden our new cnn poll while the president leads his democratic competitors by a huge margin two-thirds of all of the american people surveyed 66 percent of the public say that a biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the united states hold on hold on i gotta hear that again that's that's pretty amazing biden our new cnn poll while the president leads his democratic competitors by a huge margin two-thirds of all of the american two-thirds people surveyed, of 66 percent of the public say that a biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the United States. Now, you try to parlay that into Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden. You go right ahead and just kind of finagle that one in your little brain that uh, Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden or, or Ron DeSantis can't G- beat Joe Biden when 66% of the American people say Joe Biden, if he were reelected, would be a disaster for America. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why I look at everything with a uh, a major question mark coming out of the mainstream media, particularly if it does anything positive to support this administration, this deep state, and throw shade on people like uh, Donald Trump. Because generally, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a lie coming from the mainstream media in your direction. But it looks like things have kind of gotten a little bit out of hand for old J.B. For Joe Biden, our new CNN poll, while the president leads his Democratic competitors by a huge margin, two-thirds of all of the American people surveyed, 66% of the public, say that a Biden victory would either be a setback 
or a disaster for the United States. Oh, yeah, he's going to totally kick butt in 2024. Oh, my God in heaven. There's no way that a Republican could win that race. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this. Joe Biden's net favorability rating has reached an all-time low as he struggles to strike a deal with House Republicans on the debt ceiling. Yeah, I know, weird. Latest results, 35% of Americans have a favorable view of Biden. 57% do not. Oh, hell, just coronate him. Make him the president in 2025, because he's already there, baby. A net negative of 22, marking a 12-point swing in the wrong direction over the last few months. Kind of weird. Biden's initial uh, reluctance to negotiate and uh, steadfast advocacy for a clean debt ceiling increase may have harmed his fil- uh, favorability rating. That and he's doing a really sucky job as the president. I'll just throw that in there. I'm thinking it's because he's a terrible president and he and his family are, are complete, uh, well, criminal. Yeah, they're pretty much criminal. So the CNN survey found 60% Americans think the government should only raise the nation's debt ceiling if it cuts spending at the same time. Because you know what? That's what we have to do in our lives, you see. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we do. You know, when you don't have money, you kind of go, you look at the bills and you go, okay, well, honey, uh, we can stay in our house if we pay the mortgage and we'll have to borrow some money to pay for this. And maybe we'll have to put the groceries on a credit card this month until you can get that third job. That's America. See, that's why America doesn't give a rip about the uh, the debt ceiling debate and what government to cut, because for decades the government has lived beyond its means and feasted on foie gras while you get the crumbs. That's what it's really all about, kid. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. Here is uh, MTG uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking with Steve Bannon about the uh, the debt ceiling and uh, speaking the truth about it, actually. They asked everywhere on the Hill, asked me, I don't know how many times, asked a whole bunch of my Republican colleagues, is they said, do you believe the June 1st date is the deadline and the country will default? When- no, that's just a date that Janet Yellen pulled out of her. What do you have to say about that? Do you believe that's the date? Question over and over again. I kept saying, why are you asking me? Why don't you ask Janet Yellen over at the Treasury? Because she's the one that set the date. And, you know, so why? Are they running around asking Republicans? I'll tell you why, Steve. They do this to build a pressure cooker campaign. And it's not working. They work for the left. They work for Joe Biden. They want to get Republicans all up in a tizzy. Let me tell you something. We are cool as a cucumber. You need to be. We're cool as a cucumber because we aren't concerned over it. We did our job. We passed a bill that cut $4.8 trillion in spending to raise Joe Biden's debt ceiling, and he's the one that can't come to the this table and get it done. About. You gave him a debt ceiling increase. Yeah. But, but you said to do that, we have to have some logical uh, reductions in focus here, which uh, uh, came to four and a half trillion plus some other things. They got what they wanted. Have That's they, right. Have they really responded to that yet? No. Joe Biden is hooked on. He wants to raise taxes and increase spending. He's saying we're going to raise taxes, bring in more revenue in order to raise the debt ceiling. That is his plan. That's yeah, what- you want to jack up taxes on people who are already suffering after a couple of years of a, a government abuse. But he keeps pushing back on. Let me give you guys a little stat. Here- no, just come back to me, baby. I, I promise I won't hit you this time. Yeah, yeah. Just believe the Democrat Party. Come on home. Here's a stat. Joe Biden has been in 
office longer than I have been. You can't say that. Oh, yeah, I can because I lived through it as a kid. Live. And I am not young. I'll be 49 on Saturday. Joe Biden has been in this town for 50 years. And what has he accomplished? 50 years. You know what our national debt was when Joe Biden got here? What? $438 billion with a B. Yeah. And you know what? All the problems that existed in the country, like infrastructure and broken schools and and the uh, the IRS and uh, and what else? Social Security. They've all been broken for as long as he's been in president or in in uh, Washington D.C. He's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. The same problems are here, and some of them even worse, including race relations. The government literally has done its level best to divide the races, to divide the sexes, to divide religious and non-religious people. I can go on and on. But you see, Joe Biden's working, uh, used to working with morons like John Boehner and Paul Ryan, who regularly caved to Democrat demands while sidelining conservative priorities, whereas for years, Senate Republicans regularly undercut conservatives, handing major consequential legislative victories to Democrats. But that ain't going to be the way it works this time. Uh, Do you hear that, Mr. Mitch McConnell? I don't know. I don't even care. Default. I don't even care. I know you shouldn't say it, but it's extreme. Nothing's happening here. Please. The debt ceiling deadline is getting near. Knock it off with a fear. Chairman won't give an inch. But Joe knows it, Mitch, would ya? It's a cinch. Joe has a feeling that I'd cave on the debt ceiling. Legalized stealing to lift the debt ceiling. Joe wants to talk. I want Mitch at the table, cause I know that he'll walk. Like on the build back broker plan. Joe knows McConnell is his man. He's got a feeling. Come on, Mitch. That I'll cave on the debt ceiling. I'm known for dirty dealing. Like caving on the ceiling. <laughs> Joe's got a feeling. That is Jim Gossett. That I cave on the That is Jim Gossett, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man, two-thirds of Americans think a second term of the Biden-Harris administration would either be a setback or a disaster for the country. That's according to CNN. So I would imagine maybe a Rasmussen poll would probably be even worse. You know? There you go. And Americans are more likely to blame Biden than Republicans if the U.S. plummets into default. That's kind of interesting. New poll shows where voters will uh, point their fingers if the debt deal isn't made in seven days, which is an artificial deadline meant to make you be afraid. But you know what? The, the government, and this means Republicans or Democrats, have been using fear on you for a very long time. And there's a point in your life where uh, that just doesn't work anymore where you can't call people racist anymore and you can't say that the world is going to end anymore when the world doesn't end like 50 years of global warming, global cooling, climate change, uh, murder hornets and all that crap. Or COVID and COVID restrictions and you're going to die and you're going to this and you're going to, you know, honestly, you know, it is crying wolf. It's crying wolf. It's crying wolf. Um, and, and here's AOC. Here's AOC. She's uh, defending all the spending and everything. And she, of course, defends big government. And really, honestly, what has big government done for you lately? What has the government done for you lately, really, other than wreck everything? I lost my house because of uh, government mismanagement of the banking system in 2008. Yeah. I lost my house. 
because of mismanagement, because of a, uh, uh, a subprime mortgage debacle, giving mortgages to people who couldn't afford them, while the rest of us who could barely afford them hung on as we watched our properties blow up in value. I mean, like blow, like reduce by a third or a half. So honestly, as Ronald Reagan said, whenever the government says, I'm here from the government and I'm here to help, don't believe them because they don't. And particularly right now because they don't really care about you at all. All this is about is getting the money they've always wanted, extorting the most money out of you and me, and saying that if they don't get that money to pay off their cronies, that the world is going to end. And we just don't believe it anymore. We don't believe it anymore. You're not that important to us. Generally, the federal government just gets in the way. That's about it. And if you look at the CDC and the HHS and the the DHS and the FBI and the CIA and all of those, really, are they right now a net positive? Are you you experiencing diminishing returns from the money you sent to D.C.? Oh, hell yeah. And it's been that way for a very long time. And here is AOC, because uh, she's a moron, uh, talking about the glories of the federal government. And if you don't uh, give them much more money, then what's going to happen to your pathetic little lies? They are accusing Democrats of saying we spend too much. Oh, no, no, no. You do. It's actually, well, you do. For anyone that wants to entertain that thought, I ask you... To think about the last time a person said has said in this country that the government does too much for them. That- no, the government takes too much and then blows it uh, inefficiently and pays off their cronies. Their social security check was too high. That teachers- That's ludicrous. You pay into social security to your entire life, entire life, and you get nothing for it. You get a pittance for it. Are paid too much. When was the last time anyone has heard or seen that? Yeah, the the government can just stay the hell out of my life, is what I think. And I don't want the government to do too much for me. The government is there as a safety net. The government is there to protect our borders and our sovereignty, which they're not doing. Not at all. They are derelict in their duties. They are derelict in their spending. The federal government needs uh, an enema. There you go. Yeah, it needs an enema. Here is uh, Chip Roy. Chip Roy talking about responding to AOC with a logical and thoughtful argument that you don't get from Democrats. Ms. Ocasio-Cortez said, quote, I ask you, think about the last time a person has said in this country that the government does too much for them. When was the last time anyone has heard or seen that? I'll say it. I'll say it right here. I don't want the government doing most of the things that the government is doing to interfere with the ability of the American people to carry out their lives. Ding, ding, ding. Federal, state, and local. When was the last time you had a bureaucrat show up and you said, oh, joy, thank you. I'm really glad there's a bureaucrat here. (laughs) Small business owners, anybody? When was the last time you were thankful for $32 trillion in debt, $100,000 almost for every man, woman, and child in America? That's a great graduation gift for your kids. Hey, guess what? You already owe the federal government $100,000. Anybody thankful for $32 trillion in debt? 
No, I don't think so. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody thankful for a border that's wide open, being exploited by cartels while fentanyl comes in and kills our children? Well, there is that. Everybody thankful for that Mm -hmm. Department of Homeland Security that doesn't actually secure the homeland? Just goes after people. Everybody thankful for an FBI that went after Scott Smith and labeled him a domestic terrorist for daring to defend his daughter? In stealing elections. In a school board meeting? Yeah. Because she was assaulted in a bathroom? Anybody thankful for the IRS knocking on your door? Auditing the poor and the minorities three to five times more. Oh, yeah, there's that. Kind People of thankful for that? Are you thankful for the EPA or the Department of Interior that sent a man to prison because he had some ponds on his ranch in oh, Montana? Yeah. There's that. We have a government that is weaponized against the American people and is undermining our liberties, and they want more of it. Yeah. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle want more. Yep, yep, yep. This is the uh, the seeds of an American revolution. A nonviolent, by the way, revolution, but a revolution nonetheless. Uh, your call's welcome here, guys, at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and here is what CNN is reporting this morning. Uh, tragically for Jake Tapper to say this. For Joe Biden, our new CNN poll, while the president leads his Democratic competitors by a huge margin, two-thirds of all of the American people surveyed, 66% of the public, say that a Biden victory would either be a setback or a disaster for the United States. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But, you know... Ron DeSantis and uh, Donald Trump don't stand the chance to get him. Yeah. So uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy holding fast negotiations with the White House Senate Democrats, pushing for deep spending cuts, other concessions from the left in exchange for lifting the debt ceiling. Joe Biden's going on vacation again. You know why he's going on vacation? Because that's where he does his work. That's why he has classified documents in all of his locations. The White House attempted to float a freeze on spending at current levels uh, per sources involved in the negotiations. Uh, McCarthy rebuffed the administration proposal and is holding out, seeking actual cuts to spending level. What do you get from capitulating other than giving Joe Biden a bone? What do you, what do you get from capitulating? Nothing. Because all they'll do is B-slap you some more. You give them what you want, you'll still be the bad guy. So don't get along. Don't get along to get along because they want to destroy you. The federal government has used its uh, deep state to destroy conservative uh, speech, conservative politicians. They're trying to go after Donald Trump again for nothing. Why give in to them? There's no point. Let's go to Paul in Baltimore. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. I love your show. I love all the stuff you wrote for Rush. Thank you. And you may remember... Robert Rice. Robert Rice. Right. Yes, yes, I yes. knew you had the one. You did that. You wrote that. Well, uh, no, I didn't write that. Rush came up with that. But go ahead. He's at, he's at Berkeley now, not at, at Harvard. But yes. he's got a, he's got a, a concept for Biden to take that will keep the Democrats in, in uh, forever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and that is. Take all the money that that uh, we're losing, uh, and you know and, and what's going on in the economy, and go to companies and take all the money from them and give the money to us Americans, and then um, the, 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 and you want 
then we'll all wind up uh, having uh, Democrats forever. You know, the guy's nuts. He's a communist and everything else. The only thing, the reason I'm calling is because there's enough in what he has in there that somebody might get a hold of it. And, and do something with it. So. Well, um, I think you're talking about possibly communist socialistic principles which uh, are embedded in the Democrat Party, but they're never honest about it. They just they just uh, yeah. facilitate uh, their their takeover uh, quietly uh, using government agencies to do so. Uh, Robert Reich, for those who don't know, was the labor secretary under um, under Bill Clinton, and he was one of the yep. original the original leftist communist academics employed by the Clinton administration. And things have only gotten worse since then. Paul, I appreciate. Appreciate the phone call, brother. Appreciate the phone call. Friend of mine, Andy Bloom, is uh, on the show next. He wrote a terrific column called How America, How Democracy Dies. 63% of Americans believe Trump-Russia smear was a hit job against Trump, which means that 63% of Americans don't think that the election of 2016 or 2020 particularly were fair. All right? That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we are all searching for effective ways to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let me be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected personally, and that's where a groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Witters. Now, you may have seen this world-renowned health expert featured in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about canalidine, CanoCB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. Now, as you read this, CanoCB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canalidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And let me tell you, the reviews are incredible. Thousands of others just like you have tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Their daily pain just faded away. I'm talking back, neck, joints, all feel great and renewed. Best of all, CanoCB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, ready to take on the day. And the best news, CanoCB2 has no documented side effects after years of private testing. Canalidine's CanoCB2 is absolutely the future of pain relief. So whatever you do, make sure you visit TryCB2.com. Check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canalidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Go to TryCB2.com. That's TryCB2.com. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. (laughs) It is the Rob Carson Show, uh, Friday edition. A uh, special guest on the show, a friend of mine, a radio program uh, radio programmer, and that's how I got to know Andy Bloom, uh, and he has since uh, done much uh, since then, including becoming a political uh, pundit, a a, uh, a columnist, among other things, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you? Rob, great. Honored to be with you on this Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. I- 
I, uh, I'm glad to have you on, and uh, I've known you for a number of years. Uh, you even attempted to hire me in a, in, a, in a radio market where the sales staff in, the, and in a very liberal market decided that I was too extreme for the, for the radio station. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous with regard to, uh, uh, to that, but I, I appreciate your support through all of that, and, and I am glad to hear that you're, uh, you've moved on uh, with your life, and you've written a terrific column. I just read it the the other day, uh, how democracy dies. Uh, you talked into the. Uh, you talked about the Durham report and how we must shatter the FBI into a thousand pieces. Uh, it sounds like the American people are going to be down with this, Andy, because sixty-three percent of Americans believe Trump Russia smear was a hit job against Trump, and a majority want the FBI and, and a majority want the FBI to be criminally prosecuted. So, uh, with all of this happening after the uh, the Durham report, where where do you suppose we are on this, and where are the American people? on this, Andy? Well, I think the American people are realizing that the whole Russia collusion narrative was a hoax perpetrated by the Hillary Clinton campaign in cooperation with the FBI and their partners in the media. Now, whether there will be any prosecutions or not under the Merrick Garland DOJ is doubtful, but it really should be great incentive for seeing Republicans back in office and back in the White House. Whether it's Trump or DeSantis, I really think a Republican administration with a Republican Congress really might move move some actions. Andy, I, I, I know that you and I are uh, have similar feelings about politics and whatnot, um, but this we can't just leave this in the rearview mirror of history. We cannot just leave the FBI working with Hillary Clinton uh, to throw the 2016 election, literally working with the, the Russians, working with the FBI to create a dossier to get a FISA warrant to surveil Donald Trump's uh, uh, campaign transition team and presidency, which I believe the surveillance ultimately ended up in the first faux impeachment of Donald Trump. I think that was the the end game of it. Um, but I guess I don't understand. I don't understand, Andy, how people still can just cutely be saying, will Hillary get into the race? Hillary Clinton should be in jail for this nonsense. Well, here's here, here's an important thing, Rob. For when, when you talk with your liberal friends or when you're at dinner at the picnic or you're at the barbecue over the weekend and somebody who's liberal who believes that the, that the Russian collusion with Trump still happened, here's how you know it didn't happen. They put together the Steele dossier. And remember, Steele was actually working. He was a paid informant for the FBI. We know that now from, for the Durham report. The Democrats were lining up to impeach Trump over collusion with Russia, which would have been illegal had he done it. They spent $35 million in two years on the Mueller report and couldn't find enough to even bring impeachment charges. They couldn't do it. If they could have found any evidence, any evidence, they would have impeached him over it, but they didn't. It didn't exist. It was made up by the Hillary Clinton campaign and by a fake dossier that was made up out of whole cloth.
Andy, you know, I, I just saw this uh, uh, new headline today, which I've already kind of covered. Matt Taibbi kind of uncovered this as well. Uh, Biden administration's $40 million anti-terrorism program targets Breitbart News. $40 million uh, program, Department of Homeland Security, earmarked for anti-terrorism was actually used to target conservative organizations and media, including Breitbart, including uh, including uh, the Heritage Foundation, including Newsmax, including Fox News, among others, the award that the grant was awarded to the one of it was uh, awarded to the University of uh, of Dayton did you kind of uh, figure this as a as a media member as a programmer that something was going on with regard to your freedom of expression as a conservative or libertarian in the last few years that could not have been organic because of the size and scope of it well Rob this goes back more than a few years uh, if you remember, Cheryl Atkinson was working for, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was CBS. She wrote a great book called Stonewalls, and that goes back to 2012, give or take, and the Obama administration. So what's been happening to conservative journalists goes way back into the days of the Obama administration. Uh, and there were others, too. I'm trying to remember the Fox journalists who also had their computer uh, hacked. So this is nothing new. There's no surprise that the liberal administrations, that the intel agencies are bugging, tapping, and doing illegal activities. The FISA warrants obtained against Carter Page were illegal. And that's not in the Durham report. That is a federal judge who rescinded the FISA warrants, and that was because they were illegal. They were obtained illegally. How much evidence do you need to see before you finally realize that our intel agencies are acting illegally against American citizens, against journalists, and against conservatives? Yeah, and also they are uh, actively uh, working to throw elections. That's what they tried to do in 2016. There's no, there's no doubt there was, that was electioneering. That was election interference. We also know that the IRS and the CIA were involved in, uh, in getting an intel letter signed by ex-intel agents who knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was legit. Uh, and they went and they, and they signed this letter. And Joe Biden was given this uh, letter during a debate with Donald Trump that he used as a weapon. I think the bigger story there, actually, though, is that uh, uh, that so many, including the FBI, knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was completely legit. And yet they went ahead with this because they placed justice and an investigation behind a victory for Joe Biden. And that's why, you know, so many times, Andy, we've been told you cannot question the 2020 election. I think we're kind of realizing why that was. The whole time they're telling us in 2016, let's start with 2016, that Russia meddled in the 2016 election. I don't know, maybe Russia bought some Facebook ads and some Twitter ads and put some disinformation out there, but it was the FBI that was creating the Steele dossier in cooperation with Clinton, and the media was their willing partner to propagate it. That's 2016. Then, in 2020, we're told that Donald Trump is the biggest liar since Pinocchio. Meanwhile, in front of the entire American public, on the debate stage, Joe Biden looked the camera in the eye and said, he's lying, Donald Trump is lying, and anyone who says that that laptop is Hunter Biden's is lying. And I have 51 former intel agents who have signed a letter saying that it's Russian disinformation. 
Who's the liar? Well, let's Who's let's look liar? at it this way. Let's let, look at it this way because Democrats, uh, a lot of the times, they will uh, smile and they'll look the other way when they're not on the receiving end of things. But Joe Biden lied for you to that, or lied to you that night as well. Joe Biden lied to everyone, Democrats and Republicans, and he looked at you. He looked at you, Democrats, like you're a bunch of idiots. You'll never look into this, and and therefore I can get away with this. There's a lot of hubris behind that. So don't think because you're a Democrat and you're smiling and you're chuckling because you're getting away with all of this malfeasance at the expense of of conservatives. Uh, don't think this is going to impact eventually because he was looking at your face and lying too. And there are a lot of things that the federal government is doing that will impact Democrats as well as Republicans, like ridiculous spending, like this proxy war with Russia that's going on, and like this southern border that is open. And by the way, your your glorious uh, uh, sanctuary cities are becoming uh, bleephole cities because of Democrat policy. And Joe Biden's lying to you about the border, too. But what drives me nuts, Rob, is they don't care. So from day one, when they freaked out about Donald Trump, how many people were at his inauguration and called that a lie, they freak out about every statement Donald Trump makes, whether he's exaggerating, whether he's lying. But Joe Biden can lie about everything from the fire in his home, whether the house burned down or whether it was a kitchen fire, to looking America in the eye and telling them a bold-faced lie that the, that the, the uh, laptop, Hunter's laptop, was Russian disinformation and there's all these intel. And the Democrats say, yeah, well, um, 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 homina, homina, homina. <laughs> they don't care because the ends always justify the means. Now, Andy, you uh, you come from uh, decades of experience as a radio programmer, and I have been in radio since about 1990 out of college. Um, and and I like to say that that, that conservative uh, uh, conservatives and conservative talk have experienced what I call the Dem Crow era, D E M Crow, which is uh, the federal government, uh, the mainstream media, literally, literally separating conservatives, shutting down conservative speech, shutting down conservative businesses, shutting down conservative expression, going after conservative advertisers shutting down you know for instance uh, you know when was the last time that a conservative radio program got uh, Procter and Gamble as a sponsor or Ford, Mo- Ford Motor Company as a as a sponsor you know this as well as I do there's been a war on conservative speech for a very long time and it's really actually quite remarkable that conservative speech is getting stronger in in in, in the face of all of that what are your thoughts on uh, Dem Crow Well, I think that's a great name for it, and I think it's a great point. You know, I have a 14-year-old son who, by the way, is to the right of me, who makes me look like a flaming liberal. And so, so we know we've got a great generation coming up behind us. But he was trying to understand how CNN can stay in business. They're the second liberal network. They're the third cable news network. They have no viewers whatsoever. How do they stay in business? And, and, and we A-B'd it one night. I said, son, I want you to watch the advertisers who are on Fox. And there, there, there's a lot of advertisers there, but the advertisers are all what we call direct business, right? And then watch CNN. Uh, you got Mercedes-Benz, you got McDonald's, you got Coca-Cola, you have institutional advertisers who, who are buying based on reputation, based on image, not based on results. And that's a much, as you know, Rob, that is a much easier sell if you're a salesperson, and they charge premium rates not based on results. 
Let me, much, let me ask. Much different self. 100%, 1,000%. Uh, people don't advertise or with, uh, they advertise with MSNBC. It's kind of like donating to Black Lives Matter. They feel like they're paying some sort of a, a social contract with these networks. They're not, they're not seeing any part results. Of rep- it, you part know, of reparations. Yeah, exactly. I want to ask you this uh, finally, Andy Bloom, because you uh, you've been a programmer for a, for a long time. Uh, we know that Rush Limbaugh rescued AM radio back in 1987. Uh, we know that uh, that uh, the uh, the and I do believe this is a political move by automobile manufacturers to get rid of AM radio. Uh, AM radio, I like to use for lack of a better analogy, is the cockroach of media because after a nuclear holocaust, it's the only thing that will exist. Um, what, I see Ford Motor Company relented and they're going to continue with AM radio. What? What's the future of this medium, and how do we um, how do we uh, strengthen the message? Well, a- AM radio has has difficulties, and part of it is is technical. Yes. You know, every every electronic device that that goes goes out emits some some sort of sound that that creates interference. RF, and, and because of all, exactly RF, <clears throat> and because of all the monitors and electronic devices and fluorescent lights and things that, that we have in our home now. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a true story. When I, when I was programming WPHT in Philadelphia, yes. a 50,000-watt clear channel signal. Yes. So, so a, a booming signal, right? And, and, and I live in a place where it ought to be great. I couldn't listen to it in my home. And I had the engineers come out, and they've got their RF meters, and they're walking around the home, all, all right? And I had a, a, a pioneer... A, a top-of-the-line television set. At the time, it was like a $2,000 television set. And they zeroed in on it, and, and my wife would be watching morning television while the kids were getting ready. And, and they told me that the television wasn't shielded properly, and this top-of-the-line $2,000 Pioneer television was causing the interference that one room over as I was you know, getting dressed in the bedroom was causing the interference. I looked at, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Call Pioneer and tell them that, that I want my money back or to build a better yeah, television? Yeah. We, we, the, you know, most radio listening today also happens in the car. Well, yes. electric vehicles and AM radio are just not compatible, which yes. is why Ford made the move that they made, because yeah. they're shifting to an all-EV fleet, which is a whole other story that you and I yeah. can have a conversation yeah. about. EVs are for you know, posers. That's all I got. EVs are for posers. Go well, ahead. Well, they're, 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 gover- they're government-issued cars. That's what they are. Yeah. I mean, every time you hear tax cuts for the rich, ask them why they're giving $7,500 tax breaks to cars that cost eighty and $100,000. Hey, Andy, Andy, can you hold on a second? We need to take a break. Will you, I want to come back. I want to continue the conversation briefly on, uh, on AM radio and the solution for people. Pleasure. If you would hold on, that'd be great. Andy Bloom written a terrific uh, new column called How Democracy Dies. Uh, we'll continue this conversation on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's The Rob Carson Show. I'm talking to a friend of mine, Andy Bloom, who's written a terrific column. It is on Broad and Liberty online. I'll also post it on uh, social media for you, How Democracy Dies. This is about the uh, the Durham report and uh, uh, how the uh, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA are weaponized against the American people, uh, not only to cover up uh, malfeasance by the government, but literally to uh, impact the uh, the political process and and even imprison people who haven't done anything, among other things. We're talking about, uh, about radio. Uh, Andy, uh, as you may know, I had to sell cars for three years because uh, radio, you know. And, and one of the things that I had to do was I have to teach people how to program their cars, and these included people who are a little bit older, uh, 
uh, and you'd say, you know, here, here's, and this is how you stream audio. Right now, 48 million people use AM radio. So, and I do believe AM radio needs to be around. It does, because it is the workhorse. It is the, it is the thing that saves people's lives during tornadoes. It is these things. It just works. But what do we do? Where, where, where does, I mean, listen, I stream WCBM in Baltimore, our anchor station. I stream WML in Washington, D.C. to listen to Chris Plant's show. Do you suppose that, uh, what, what do you suppose the evolution of AM and streaming are going to portend for people, even people who are, say, over 50 years old? Well, I, I think we're going to see a continued move to streaming for both AM and for FM. Of course. I think it's what people are going, and especially as we see the move to, to car audio systems. As I mean, you can't buy a car today that doesn't have a car audio system in it, whether it's Apple's or whether it's an Android system. Yes. They're, they're, whether it's a Ford Sync, I mean, they're, they're all going to have these, these audio systems. That's, that's what's coming. So everybody's going to learn to use them, and especially as, as the, um, the greatest generation ages out and as baby boomers age out. Yes, yes. We'll just see that's where, where everything's going, going to go. So that'll, that'll sort of be the great equalizer, and the transmitter will, will be less important. But I'll tell you when it will be important. And, and you and I both know this is coming. And especially as, as, as the liberals tell us that we have to move to this, this all-electric carbonless mm-hmm. uh, power grid, the power mm-hmm. grid can't handle it, cannot handle it. And yes. we're going to see the power grid melt down in various places. And that's assuming we don't have a horrible natural disaster or a horrible terrorism event or yes. nothing goes, goes wrong. I mean, just the overload in capacity from trying to go to an all um, digital carbon free yeah, yes. yes. is, is yes. going to melt down the power grid. And then on top of that, if any natural or man-made events happen, well, then we're in real trouble. And when or, or, that happens, yeah. then, then, then uh, you're going to be looking for that, that radio that works on AA batteries yes. and can pick up a transmitter. So yeah, exactly. I, I have a couple in my home, even though I stream almost everything. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Andy, we've got to run. I gravely appreciate you joining me. It's so nice to touch base with you. Continued success to you with what you're doing. Where can people find you on social media, my brother? Uh, you can find me at Andy Bloom on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I write for broadandliberty.com. You can also find me at Barrett News Media, All right. where my weekly columns are. All right. And they got to run. I thank you, my brother. Have a glorious weekend. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Information. Truth. Is freedom is Newsmax. It's real news for real people.